0: Hello and welcome to NDIS Know How, a podcast series that asks how can parents get the very best NDIS plan and ample funding to support their kid. This podcast is written and made by me, Melanie Dimmitt, the author of special Antidotes to the Obsessions That Come with a Child's Disability, and sponsored by HigherUp, a disability support platform connecting families like mine with top-notch support workers. In this episode, I chat with Heather Cox, a Sydney-based marketing professional and mother of two daughters. Her youngest, six-year-old Ariana, has Soto syndrome, a rare genetic condition characterized
1: by overgrowth and developmental delays in childhood. In fact, we didn't have a diagnosis until she was about 20 months. So during that time, um, we, uh, yeah, we, we had to sort of beg borrow and steal whatever therapy we could get our hands on, you know free group sessions and things like that. So we're very happy that you know the NDAs came into our life, you know by the time she was about one, so that we could give her the early intervention that she needed
0: yeah you and me both i think we were super lucky that our kids were like i think born in 2016 when the ndis started rolling out and Like 100%. that was extremely fortunate timing i for
1: know family. i often think like you know what it must have been like for parents before us
0: yeah yeah exactly So that said The NDIS is here and it's wonderful that it's available to us, but it's not perfect yet. A lot of parents have struggled to get the funds and the supports they need through it. What struggles have you encountered with the NDIS, if any, during Ari's time as a participant so far?
1: Look, I think um, initially it was overwhelming because, you know, I was so new to it. There's so much language around the NDIS to just get your head around. And I think in those early days, we're trying to get our head around so many, so many new words and language, you know. Um, you know, if you, if you haven't had been touched by disability in your life beforehand, you know, what's hypotonia? What's cerebral palsy? What's, you know, XYZ syndromes? You know, um, it's just another lot of words that we and, and language that we need to get our head around. So I think. Initially, that was quite overwhelming. I was very um, fortunate to be in touch with some beautiful organisations like Plumtree, which really helped me to navigate some of those things. And I attended a lot of workshops, but I think, you know, I really had to upskill myself um, in order to feel confident uh, that I could, you know, advocate for my daughter and get the best plan for her. The organisation
0: Heather mentioned there is Plumtree a Sydney-based not-for-profit that offers therapies and support for children with disabilities. It's fantastic, as is its offshoot, Kindred, where you can get connected with a network of parents and free resources, like the Healthy Mothers, Healthy Families program. You'll find links to both of these organisations in the show
1: notes. The other thing about the NDIS, I think, which can be overwhelming for parents, is that NDIS is all about choice. And I think that's great. It's very empowering for us. But it's also a mental load then to us, right? Because it's not like someone's just telling you, okay, here's your child with a disability, do X, Y, and Z. You know, that that's what you do. It's actually, you're not really pulled down a path of this is what you have to do, it's actually within you. So again, more comes down to us empowering ourselves and upskilling ourselves so that we can then make those decisions for our child as to what is actually going to be the best for them. Um, Probably getting organised is one of the biggest challenges. Not spending more than you're given. I, I you know, I was caught out the first year where I was, uh, you know, ran out of cash towards the end. Um, so that really taught me about better budgeting. I asked Heather what she did that
0: year once she ran out of funds for Ariana's therapies. It turns out she found a cunning way to bridge the gap between plans.
1: Once I've run out, I've actually used. We've got private health, so I've used private health up to the limit that I could. For ariana and i've also um you can actually go to your doctor and get compact care plan i think it's called um talk to your gp but they can then give you access to you get about five uh sessions funded with that through your gp of medic for medicare um funded. so you don't get the full amount back but you get i think about 80 percent back so that's worth looking into as well if you run out of funds.
0: Another thing I chat with Heather about is NDIS goal setting, something she's come to
1: appreciate
0: as a way to get focused on the year ahead.
1: It's actually been quite positive in terms of forcing me to think about the next twelve months. What are my goals for my child? And you know, if that structure wasn't in place, maybe I wouldn't be so clear on what those those are. So, in a sense, even though it's you know forces you to do a lot more paperwork and admin and, you know, think clearly about what you want. It's probably overall a good thing uh, to go through the exercise anyway.
0: I dig deeper into the topic of goal setting with Heather because she's very good at it and goals are the foundation
1: of our kids' NDIS plan. So We have goals for our daughter which are in fine motor, speech and um, gross motor, broadly speaking, but Actually, with her gross motor, I meet those goals outside of therapy. So we do a lot of swimming with her through Rainbow Club, which is a disability organisation supporting kids uh, learning to swim and being safe in the water. And I also take her to playgrounds. And for her, once she was walking, that works better actually than, than therapy for her to meet those gross motor goals. So I then, I still put those goals in my NDIS plan for the funding, but I actually use the funding to double down on my OT goals. So I have almost, in a sense, two OTs. So I have one OT that focuses on her fine motor and sensory, and one um, OT that focuses more on um, life skills. Like she did, she helped me with toilet training, bike riding. Um, so I've managed to, you know, be flexible with my funding. So you get a, you get a bulk amount at the end of the day. And as a parent, it's up to you. you can, you're can you empowered to use that funding as you need. So I, you know, I would just recommend that parents don't necessarily need to stick to those strict guidelines around how many hours of X sessions they can have. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I love that because you know what's best. You saw that yourself. That Ari was getting more out of going to the playground. And how great is that? Like, how much more fun yeah. is it to go to a playground than go <laughs> to therapy? <laughs> yes. I think that's great. And you've been able to do that because yourself managed. Is that yeah, a way of good. going about this that you would generally
1: recommend parents do? Yes, I think so. I- I've actually been surprised at how straightforward it really is. And I think, you know, because I've never been anything else, I just went straight. Maybe it's again this like control freak you know this of me maybe <laughs> um you know that I wanted to self-manage from the beginning um I was recommended to do so from uh you know organizations that I'd spoken to and you know um I've found that works for me um the other thing I would add is that it's nice to have one like big goal each year like so I think of my NDIS as almost like my 12-month plan right mm-hmm. and there's like one big goal that I'll focus on and then the rest of the goals are sort of get less focused. So in terms of my focus and hours, because I find as a parent, if I think, you know, I'm trying to teach my daughter um, everything, it all becomes more overwhelming. Whereas if I just focus on, okay, right now my big goal is getting her to ride a bike uh, with training wheels independently, then that's what I'll focus my energies on. Um, and that's what I'll focus my funding on. My first year before the NJS was getting my daughter feeding because she was tube fed. Mm. The second year was getting my daughter walking. The third year was all about communication. And then from there, we probably moved into more sort of fine motor um, toilet training, that kind of thing. So um, I think it's good to have just those focused goals. I love that. That just simplifies
0: everything. And I know you obviously have, need to have more than one goal for yeah. your NDIS plan. But if 100%. you, in your head, are like, it's okay, my this head. is the big one. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Heather is one of those parents who dives fearlessly headfirst into the unknown and does her research. She's incredibly well connected in the disability space and works with Soto Syndrome Australasia, an organisation raising awareness around this rare condition and advocating for families. I've also linked this one in the show notes. Before Heather and I wind up our chat, I ask her how she feels about the NDIS as a whole and how it has supported her family.
1: The NDIS gives us hope, you know, for the future for our children. Because even if my daughter is not 100% independent on her own without support, I, I do have great faith that with the NDIS, that my daughter can be okay when my husband and I are no longer around, you know. And I think that's a big fear of a lot of parents.
0: It's huge. And knowing, yeah. you know,
1: knowing that possibly that you know she can have her own support as she needs it just means that, you know, I, I can sleep at night, you know, and, and I feel safe that she's going to have the support that she needs wherever we get to with, with her in terms of her independence. So I think for me, that's that's huge. And I just have so much respect for the advocates that came before us um, who've really given us that, you know, it's such, a, it's such a mental load off my shoulders, I think, knowing that the NDIS is there. And any time the NDIS is maybe at risk, whatever, polit- you know, wherever the politics goes, you know, I-, I feel really scared and, you know, worried and, you know, really want to keep fighting to keep it, you know, as strong and even stronger than it is today.
0: A huge thank you to Heather for this insightful conversation and also to my sponsor, Higher Up, for supporting me in making this podcast. If you want to learn more about how to get the most out of your kids' NDIS plan, why not come along to HireUp's Navigating the NDIS webinar series on the first Tuesday of each month. Bring your burning questions and join informative discussions with experts about the complexities of the NDIS, including goal setting, plan reviews, funding, and more. To register, check out hireupcomau slash events. Thanks for tuning in to NDIS Know How. I'll catch you again soon.